Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm going to be in Vegas Thursday night, so we're doing a special show Wednesday, which is today. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, Decipher, a company created to help you optimize your life. People, I've been saying it for weeks now. Decipher is the lifestyle firm designed to help you make your everyday life easier. They specialize in individualized consulting designed to help you maximize your potential. Call for strategic advising and support, whether it's for short-term focus goals or for coaching or for long-term career management. Among other services, they offer life coaching, mental coaching, contract negotiations, and personal advising. Not sure that your needs fall into their realm of expertise? Only one way to find out is to call them at 1-888-731-COACH. That's 1-888-731-2622. Also, Decipher Life is their newly released audiobook, now available for download. If you truly want to make a positive change in your life, you need to hear this book. You can download Decipher from iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, or directly from their website at Decipher.com. I recommend this book for everybody. It's fucking hilarious and has some truly honest insight to everyday problems that we all face. So check them out. Also, tip a fighter. Fighters are underpaid, okay? Some guys are getting two and two, three and three. By the time they pay out everybody, they're not making much at all. However, Bubba Jenkins has come up with a solution. Tip a fighter. You can directly pay the fighter. How cool is that? A fighter makes you some money, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300 bucks. You can throw them the money their way. Uh, Bubba Jenkins is fighting this Friday night in Bellator. He's with Tip a Fighter. Let's give Bubba some money, okay? Guy works his ass off, even though I pay him billions for the podcast, okay? He still needs more money. No, seriously, help all these fighters out. They can use it. Uh, You feel good. I love giving tipping people. I do. I love tipping. I feel good when I tip. So, tipafighter.com. Listen, today uh, uh, we have Rich Slayton is here, uh, the MMA comic, a really, really funny guy, also the announcer for the University of MMA. Uh, also, a girl that I used to, I used to have a show called Hunter's World a long time ago. It was like an original web series back, I don't know, 10 years ago, and we used to have comics before they were famous, guy, women like Whitney Cummings was on, Nikki Glaser, had all these funny comedians on. And uh, I needed an intern back then. So I put an ad out. And this girl, uh, Jean, this beautiful uh, African-American. Are you black? What are you? That's all good. I don't even know what you are. What are you? Hispanic? (laughs) Whatever you need me to be. Okay. We have this beautiful girl, Jean. And I've kept in contact with her over the years. Super sweet girl. Uh, And... I had no idea because I don't listen, um, <laughs> but she is a huge MMA fan. Yeah. She actually used to train at the Lions Den. Yes, that's how old I am. Uh, back with Ken Shamrock. Kim Shamrock. Frank Shamrock. Frank Shamrock. She was kind of coming down. He was at the downslope of his. So his you lived in Northern life. California? Uh, no, this was the San Diego, John so, and Chula Vista. And how long did you train for? Uh, about 
but almost two, two and a half, three years. Two and a half, three years. Yeah. Not, have you ever had any pro fights or amateur no, fights? No, no, I never, I never went that. You that just way. went Back that. Then there were no girls really. If you want an amateur fight, I can make it happen. Yes. <laughs> the U of MMA is always looking for hey, new talent. These guys, it probably will happen sooner or later. We'll see. We'll, we'll do a little. Uh... So, so John's like, hey, listen, uh, I'm, I'm bored. Uh, I, I, I need some work. So John is our new intern. Hey. Uh, CB Gold, you're fired. No, I'm kidding. Uh, CB's in Vegas right now, so John's gonna be helping us out. She knows. She watches MMA. I mean, she like was talking about Fight Pass and this one and that one. And who did I think won round four in business? I'm like, you know what? Get this girl on the show. So, have, you, have you told her the intern rule yet? What's the intern rule? You have rule? to get an MMA roasted tattoo on <laughs> oh, at some okay, point. Okay. Yeah, our other intern has a MMA roasted tattoo. Uh, yeah, do you have any tattoos? No, but I'll sit here topless. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's that's even better. That, that, that is yeah. which, which one do you really need? Uh, topless, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. By the way, John has huge boobs. Uh, now, listen... Um, uh, we have a great show today. We have uh, Arnold Allen, 11-1 uh, fighter from England. Just won his second UFC fight. He's 2-0 oh in the UFC. Looked great in his last fight. He's going to be on the show, as well as Marianne Renell, uh, who uh, lost that split nice. decision yeah. or controversial decision to Ashley Evans-Smith. She'll be here as well, or she'll be calling in. we got a stacked show. Uh, what's going on with me? So after the show Monday, I actually, my phone was cracked. I'm, I'm horrible with iPhones. I never have the cover. So I dropped it. So I go to get my phone cracked, and I go to one of these shady places. They tell me a half an hour. It's, it's five hours later. So I'm like, you know what? There's a massage parlor next door. I don't want to go to the massage parlor because I don't want to. Every time I get a massage, you know, the, you know, I, I don't get happy endings. But I'm thinking, am I, am I, I'm tempting myself. I don't want to deal with that. So I go, the haha. It's in North Hollywood, and the haha is right there. So I'm like, you know what? I'll spend some time in the haha. Well, I might as well. It's, it's eight o'clock on a Monday. I'll have a whatever. I'll watch the bachelor, whatever it is, on the big screen. So there's a show going on, and there's three people in the crowd. And they're like, Adam, can you do some time? So I'm like, oh, sure. You know, whenever there's three people. So I go to a show for three people who don't speak English. I was just trying to get my phone fixed. Uh, and, of course, my, it was one other girl. My, ex-girl, my ex-girlfriend's best friend was there. Of course, that's exactly who you want to see. Not? So that was my Monday night. Um, uh, and then last night, I had my other show. Uh, I, I had my show that I'm actually doing for uh, – at the, the, the dime bar. And I'm always, now I'm getting stressed because opening night I had like 50 people. Jean was there. It only holds 50 people, uh, which is great. Uh, last night, actually, it was another like 30 people. It was good. Uh, it was a good, that's a good thing about running a, a small show. I don't need to be, but it's good. I'm actually working on a lot of new material. And it's like, you know, you hate working on new stuff in front of b- book shows where you're not the booker because if you fail, you're like, fuck, you don't want to bomb. But when you run the show, you, could, you have that, that kind of, well, that's what I like running shows because I could actually just do twenty minute new bit. You can work. We can work. Yeah, yeah. You can hard to work in town. You know, it's easy to work on the road, but then I don't want to work on the road because people are paying twenty bucks to see me. So it's a, it's a conflict. So I like this. I I, I worked it. My, my 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 dad came, and then uh, what else did I have? I had therapy yesterday. I'm seeing a therapist once uh-huh. a week. Uh, I, I dated this girl. Told me I needed therapy, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'll try doing therapy. And. Uh, uh, I'm I'm le- I'm learning things about my about myself. The things that still like I was talking about my my high school. I don't know if you know this, Rich or Jean. Yeah. I went to a boarding school in Maine, a private school uh, called the Hyde School. It was for uh, it was alternative education. Okay, uh, was it like school ties? Kind of. It was like <laughs> I mean, we used to play really good schools like Exeter and Andover and all, but it was for kids that needed. Uh, that had, I'd say they had too much energy in their lives and they needed to focus it into the right directions. And, and I was there five years. It was tough at first. I actually ran away from, I was going to run away from the school. Kids would run away all the time. I mean, it was a school where you couldn't lie. 
steal, cheat, drink, have sex. Uh, they had Brother's Keeper. If you got caught doing these things, you had to work out 5.30 in the morning, do a hell workout, or like move rocks all day, and earn your way back into the school. And, oh. and that this really happened. And, then, and, and they, they basically really stressed character education. And if you don't have a clean conscience, you're going to end up having, uh, you know, you're going to fuck up in life. And I took that to a T, being, have, being having OCD anyway, where I am literally, I was constantly before wrestling matches calling up my teacher, hey, I took two desserts last week, or I, I stole a ruler from someone's locker because I felt like if I didn't clean my conscience, then I wouldn't, Whoa. you know, kick ass in wrestling. So I was like driving myself crazy. But uh, this all came out in therapy yesterday. But one of the worst experiences there, and I'm happy I went there. I needed it. Before I went there, I was running away from the house. I was hanging out with the wrong kids. I was starting to get bad grades. I was getting into lots of fights. Um, but I, I used to have to go on attitude trips out in the woods where like as, as if the school wasn't hard enough in Maine, you would go to breakfast and be like, these people are going out to the woods today. The Pack your straight. bags. Yeah. Take, it was yeah, like, take you out. they said if I, I almost had to go to scared straight, they, uh, that was my next step. Damn. Um, but I have to, I used to have to go on these attitude trips where I have, you'd have to move rocks all day back and forth. And, and then I'd have to hike all day, uh, and then you'd have to th- at night you'd have to talk about your problems, yeah. what you're dealing with. You have to do a workout, and this was like for like weeks at a time. And I remember they telling me like you're not going to come back into the school, and I would cry. I actually cried. Like I really just want to go back to the place that I hate. Like one of those outward bound things. Right? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was exactly, exactly. It was an yeah, outward yeah. bound thing. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. There was no real point to the story, but I just wanted to <laughs> share what I'm dealing with in therapy. You're anyway. peeling off layers, man. Learning yeah. more and more every day. Yes. How was your last two days? Uh, you know, I've been, I've, uh, continued with this cough. Yes. I brought in, you guys, that's why I was a little late today. I brought in Fisherman's Friend, which is a very disgusting, but effective cough suppressant. So I'm yeah. ready to not cough my lungs out the entire time today's show. Okay. And yeah, just getting ready for, uh, for the filthy show next week. Nice. Wednesday, uh, March 9th at the comedy store. There you go. And a good plug. And John, what are you, uh, what's up with you? Uh, just, uh, auditioning, writing, just, you know, working on my stuff to get it out there. You're so. acting as well? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so. Good for you. Now, um. The fights this weekend, guys. This, Ooh, this is what we got. This is a fighting podcast. Yeah. We got to talk about these fights. I was actually uh, watching. You watched the uh, Embedded special? Uh, I did. I watched the Embedded special, and I I don't know, man. I mean, Conor McGregor just looks so fucking focused. Yeah. He's doing, he looks so ripped. And then they pan to Nate Diaz. He's like, man, fuck this movement. I've been doing this my whole life. And, and uh, I don't, this is nothing new. And, you know, and he's sitting there with Cron Gracie, who's a legit badass, and, and his brother. He's on the treadmill. But Connor just looks like on a different level. Yeah. That's, uh, that's yeah. It's the first time to me I would say that I find that Nate Diaz looks, uh, he, I mean, he looks uh, unsettled. Unsettled. Yeah, usually, you know, he runs his mouth. He's got a lot to say, but I, I think he's kind of, you know... I got plenty to say. You're to on the... steroids. Fuck, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. You're uh, on steroids. Yeah. That press conference was comedy. It was strictly comedy. They should have had that a laugh was... track. Yeah. And, and aired it on Comedy Central. I do think, I do feel, I wish that Nate Diaz, as I'm happy he's making a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. I'm su- happy for him. Good for him. He deserves that and then some. But I do feel like the hunger is being taken out of him a little bit. But he's getting his shot. This is it. This is this is knuckle up or shut up. Like, but I he's, wish he's been, play that Eminem song, bitch. yo. But I wish he was getting ten thousand to fight <laughs> and a million if he wins. Uh, yeah, he, the incentive. Oh, like, yeah. Incentive. Is he getting two fifty two fifty? I heard he's getting two fifty. Yeah, I wish wow. he was getting because there there's a certain anger about him knowing yeah. when, he, when he's getting twenty and twenty. Yeah, like you just feel that he's fucking pissed off about the whole thing. 
And now it's like, you know what? Like he even, he even told TMZ like, Hey, I might get murked, you know? Yeah. But, who says that? That's uh, like so defeatist. Why would you say that? I've never seen somebody going in with the mindset of I might get my head ripped off. No, you have. Know. You just forgot who they are. Cause they all lost and disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. Touché. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, you can't, you could can always, it is Nate Diaz saying it. So you, he just says whatever's on his mind. Like he's yeah, not but like the any attitude filter. is different. That's my point. Meaning that, yeah, that it's on his mind. Yeah, that's the, the difference. A, the attitude. I mean, he shrugged shit off before, and he still comes across like a badass. But I think Connor right now is a bigger badass. Uh, I know. Has taken you know that shit talking, run the mouth that the Diazes have done since day one, and like just and and just upped it. It's, yeah. You know, it's exponentially different. It's a different mind mindset to it. There was a cool video of Connor yesterday. Of, there was a fan. You see that the fan video? Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's driving past a guy. And saw the, the cutout. Yeah. yeah and then he was, comes in. That was pretty dope. Which is awesome because like CB Gold was saying how uh, our intern was saying how he was there with a kid in a wheelchair who went up to CM Punk and asked to take a selfie. And he goes, I don't take selfies uh, because at, with CM Punk. And then, and then you got a guy like Conor McGregor who's crashing people's apartments. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty damn cool. And I get the – and, you know, yeah, you could say, well, there was a video camera on him. I get the feeling Conor would do that if there wasn't a video camera on him. I mean, he seems like a guy who just plays by his own rules. And I like yeah. Conor McGregor. I'm, I'm, I hope Nate Diaz wins because I li- I, I've been a fan of Nate Diaz for a long-ass time. I'm going to take what? Conor. What? I'll, I'm going to take Conor. So you hope be, the Conor wins? Yeah. So Why? we can be on opposite sides. I just, I just think it's there. I just don't see – it's going to be interesting, I think. Oh, well, he's a four-to-one thing. Now, now I'm going to be in Vegas, and I'm trying to get tickets, right? I'm going to ask. I'm going to try call, to get tickets. Call your, uh, your, your, your Beffy, Dana. I'm going to try to ask Dana. I'm going to try to get tickets. <laughs> However, uh, somebody did say, this guy hits me up. Hey, man, do you still need tickets? And then he goes, my friend, this guy I know, gave a guy tickets for free. Thank you so much, by the way. This guy I know gave someone tickets for free. Uh, maybe you should call him, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. I call him up. He's a fucking ticket broker. Um, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, I'll get you uh, upper deck for $200. Oui. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys, a lot of you have never been to a UFC fight before. And I've been there and I've sat front row. I mean, you can't get closer to where I've sat. Pretty damn awesome. I've sat like top tier. But when you're sitting in the upper deck at a UFC fight, you're just watching the, the screen. And the Dude, pay- I, saw, I saw Silva Belfort upper deck at the MGM Grand uh, at 126. And that was amazing. Just being in the room. I mean, I wasn't yeah. watching. I only turned to the screen when it went to the ground. Really? Yeah, I was able to watch the striking. Because the MGM Grand is very upright. It's not spread. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to deter you're, people from you, buying tickets. Hey, you're, you're, I mean, you've been sitting close. I haven't sitting in nosebleeds. So it's for like, me, it, I'm all It's good. getting spoiled, man. Yeah. I got, it's like banging, going from Carmen Electra to, I don't know, Betty White or something. It's just, I, I got spoiled. I did get spoiled. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but that's, that's fine. But there's also some good Bellator fights. We'll talk about that for a second. Darion Caldwell who I have been saying since before he even got into his first Bellator fight, this guy is going to be the champion. I said, I watched him fight in the NCAA finals. I watched him beat, um, fuck his name, he beat Brett Metcalf, uh, who is uh, one of the best collegiate wrestlers out there. He was amazing. He beat Bubba seven times, and Bubba was the national champion. Yeah, that's so ridiculous. Uh, Caldwell... Fucked him up in the finals after getting tech by him. This kid's got something special. I've seen him fight live before. He's fighting Joe Warren. I like Caldwell all day. I like Joe Warren, but he, he mentally sometimes makes these dumb mistakes. Uh, he smokes a lot of weed. I don't know if Caldwell does as well, but I just think that Caldwell's got this. You? 
Did Joe Warren ever beat Bubba Jenkins? I don't think so. No, so, but that, <laughs> that based on that? Yeah, based on that alone. Say, you beat him six times, mm-hmm. and you're still angry at him? I'm yeah. thinking Darren. Well, no, no, but that was Metcalf. Oh, it was? Yeah, Metcalf, who Caldwell beat. Oh, who Caldwell beat. Mm. Well, I'll just do MMA math and go with that one. You know, I mean, you're also saying the right thing about Warren in terms of the mental the mental breakdowns here and there, so I think you're on the right path. And I like Warren. I, I'm, I'll, I'll watch Joe Warren fight all day long. I just think Caldwell's got this. Fernando Gonzalez versus Gilbert Smith. If you don't remember Gilbert Smith, uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, and anyone that I think the World Series of Fighting. Now he's back. In, now he's in Bellator. I like Gilbert Smith a lot. Uh, he's also a um, Marine, I believe, or Army guy. He's fighting Fernando Gonzalez, who's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Fernando is just—he's a tough dude. Although, however, I think Gilbert's wrestling is going to be too much for Fernando. Fernando uh, is just a tough guy, and he hits like a—unless he lands a huge shot on Gilbert, which is possible. I like Gilbert in the upset. You? Yeah, I like that too. I also just, I think that there's an athleticism difference between Gilbert and Fernando. Because he's black? Yes, exactly. That's the, <laughs> that is the, the number one reason. It's not based on their physiques or anything. Purely based off of, you know, there's, there's fast twitch muscle and there's fast twitch muscle. And did I just get fired? Did I just get fired? Mm-hmm. No, I just think that, I think there's both the wrestling difference and also there's, there's an athletic difference. And I think that Gilbert is going gonna, is gonna to make it hard for Fernando on his back tonight. Or on and Friday. Bubba Jenkins. Is farting, fighting, farting, is fighting Gotti Yamiuchi. What if that's how he beat him, though, is by farting? Uh, I like Bubba. <laughs> I like Bubba all day. Yeah. Uh, I think that Bubba's gonna, I think Bubba's, you know, he, he's he's not in his prime yet, but he's getting there. Yep. And I think that uh, Bubba, he's got everything. He's got all the right ingredients to make an amazing fighter. He has yet to put them all together at once uh, because some of the guys that he's beaten, he was just uh, was that much better. And he's made some stupid mistakes, like going in for a, a double leg against Georgie Karakanyan, who yep. won his last five fights by guillotine. Uh, however, I think Bubba's got this, and uh, we're on the banner too. MMA Roasted oh, has yeah? made the banner. Nice. Hell yeah! So uh, That's thank you, awesome. thank you, Bubba. I think Bubba's got this. Now we are going to call a kid right now, and when I say kid, I mean kid. He's 22 years old. He's in the UFC. His first fight he took on very short notice. I think like. Like an hour notice and won. Uh, a four fight he was losing, actually. He was losing that fight. He came back, hit a, a sweet ass gate. You know, I watched it again last night. Tough kid. Uh, he actually unfollowed me. I don't know why. I got to get to the bottom <laughs> of that. But now he followed me back. So now I guess we're cool again. Let's call Arnold Allen right now. 11 and 1. Hello. Hello, Arnold Allen. Hello. What's hey, up? you're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It's me. Jean, as well as Rich Slayton. How are you, buddy? Good, yourself? Congrats on your last fight. You look great. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That was the best you looked probably in your career, correct? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Nice. Yeah. Now, uh, more important than that, you unfollowed me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I unfollowed you. You unfollowed me and then followed me back. Uh, what happened? I thought you were I'm mad. Like- were, you, were you mad at me? No, I don't give a shit. I like it. Oh, nice. Okay, all right. Okay, that well, that's good to be at the bottom of that. Now, um, <laughs> you're you're eleven and one. You are kicking some ass. Uh, your first fight in the UFC. How many? You took that on what, like three hours notice? Uh, five days. There's a few more hours, I think. In the but yeah, five yeah. days. Now, were you in shape for that fight? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm always in shape. But I, I try. Well, I try to be in shape all the time. <laughs> now, now, now that fight, you were kind of losing that fight till the third. You pulled off a six submission, uh, <laughs> but people were saying it was a fluke, right? Yeah, some people said, but I mean, I meant to choke him. Yeah, I think. <laughs> did, did that really get on your nerves that people were saying it was a fluke? 
Yeah, like, you know, say if you knock someone out, it's like, oh, he didn't mean to knock him out. Mm. Well, of course he meant to knock him out. <laughs> exactly. And then you're, this fight, though, I mean, you look like a, a world beater. Uh, I know that you went to TriStar for this fight. Uh, do you think that made the big difference? Yeah, you know, I got obviously working with Faraz and like Eric O'Keefe uh, and sparring with some of the top guys out there. Really sort of helped my confidence, helped my game. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, I was just composed, relaxed. I felt I felt comfortable. Now they said it was it was humbling first, right? That's what they said. Yeah, I got my ass whooped by some <laughs> amateurs a few times. Yeah. By by some amateurs, you said? <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah there's some there's some good there's some good guys there. Okay, so Larry, <laughs> so you're you're ten and one in the UFC. You go to TriStar, <laughs> and then amateurs are beating your ass. Are you like, man? Maybe I should fucking give this up. Nah, I just thought, uh, yeah, just just gonna try and learn. <laughs> nice, that's a good attitude. That's a good attitude right there. Did you train with uh, GSP at all? Yeah, I, I sparred him a couple of times, and uh, I think he double legged me once with a single leg. Somehow, I don't know if that works, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> he grabbed the single and it felt like he doubled me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I mean, that must was, was that that must have been an amazing experience. Yeah, it was. Like the first the first time I sparred with him, I was kind of like. Kind of like in awe, I was like shadow boxing in front of him, and I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, am I allowed to punch this guy? Am I, am I allowed to hit George St. Pierre? Am I allowed? And then he hit me, I was like, okay, oh, I'm allowed. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. did you knock him out? No, no, uh, nearly. Nearly, nearly knocked him out, that's good. <laughs> now, I know that uh, uh, TriStar is in uh, Toronto, right? Uh, Montreal. 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 Now, Montreal is known for some of the best strip clubs. Have you hit them up at all? I've I've been to a couple. Nice. And what were those like? Uh, they were okay. But, you know, I obviously weren't drinking. So I kept coming around asking for your drink and whatnot. And it's just kind of annoying. <laughs> I just want to chill. Now, but, did the girl see your ear and get, like, turned on? I think it was the opposite. They got turned <laughs> off. They got they kind of... <laughs> freaked out uh yeah you have you have massive cauliflower ears which i think is pretty badass man it's just it's just one the other one's like all right it's like nemo like finding nemo and he's thin <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> now uh are you in toronto now or are you back in england i'm back in england for a while nice now are you are, are people recognize you or are you starting to get a little uh celebrity out there um no, not really <laughs> not really it's not really a big thing, it, it, like where I am. It's, like, it's not. It's not as big, you know, as in it is like stateside, mm. that side of the world. Do you, have, do you have a girlfriend or? No, I just got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could be a girlfriend. We're not judging. <laughs> I could totally. Hey, it's your dog. Bed and all sorts. It's all good. I could totally relate to you, man. Actually, uh, I know exactly <laughs> how you feel. What kind, of, what kind of dog you got? It's like a. He's a staffy. It's like a little miniature pit bull sort of thing. Oh, those are pretty damn awesome. Now, I mean, come on. So you're in the UFC. You win. You win in England. I mean, do you go out that night? Are there threesomes involved? Are chicks just like lining up to, to, to give you some no. BJ's? What's what's going on? Nothing. Like literally, I ate a pizza. I did an interview <laughs> and I went to bed. <laughs> Dude, Arnold, yeah. what, what's what is this? This is horrible. Well, Arnold, uh, you know, in, in a similar vein. You know, I really, really loved you in The Sixth Sense. And do you not, <laughs> have you not gotten any pussy off of how great you were as a child in that film? I haven't even seen that film. Oh, I man. feel like it's funny. You know, not everyone watches, <laughs> no one watches their own movies. I get that. <laughs> now, I heard that you got paid in Pokemon cards. Is that true? 
No. No. It was Digimon. Digimon. Got you. Now, he is British. He is British. Now, <laughs> and I also heard that you were on Fight Pass because your curfew's at 10, so they had to have yes, you out earlier. Is that true? Yeah, there was talks about being on the main card, but then they said it might run a little bit late, and I had to come home, so they could. They put uh, me on the prelims. That was that was okay. I love that. Now, by the way, you were actually uh, Luke Barnott. Uh, uh, you know, I know you. I don't know if you know Luke. He's a very famous supermodel. Um, yeah. He uh, <laughs> he was talking about you back in the day. He said you're you're a guy to watch. He was he was giving you some very high praise uh, last time he was on the show. Yeah, yeah, I know Luke. Luke's a cool guy. He's always uh, he's always been blowing my trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, don't kiss and tell, Arnold. Jeez. <laughs> John, you have any questions for the great Arnold Allen? No. Oh, thanks. What is this bullshit? Now, 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 now you had said in your, one of your interviews, I watched it, that after you won, you got the, you got the UFC bonus. First, your first fight, you got a $50,000 bonus, but you spent it almost all on TriStar. And I didn't understand that. Did you, you have to pay for that gym yourself? Um... Yeah, like I pay for I pay for all the, you know, the privates. I pay for my I stay in the dorms there, so I pay for that all myself. Obviously, all the food I eat, which is quite a lot, uh, I pay for all that. And then the strip clubs that we go to randomly, I pay for that. <laughs> so, what did this training camp cost you? Ah, uh, I I try not to look. <laughs> That's amazing. I think it's like it's a lot. My dog is going crazy. Yeah, he's pissed because he could have bought dog treats with that money, and yeah. uh, instead, I mean, we're we talking about like fifteen thousand dollars you spent on this training camp. Uh, yeah, probably more. I think more. Yeah, I'm thinking pounds. Probably about that in pounds. Wow. So twenty thousand. So you're you're out twenty thousand before your fight, uh, yeah. just on the training camp alone. Yeah. That's- well, I was I was there in total like four or five months. So like just living costs in general, you know, like. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but most fighters I know we eat out all the time. Like, mm. oh, fucking hell, go away! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, it's okay. Now, who are some of the guys you train with over there? Do you train with uh, Joe Duffy over there? Yeah, I train with Joe Duffy. Um, I did a lot of work with Chad Priest because he, he was fighting Southpaws. Uh, he's fighting a Southpaw in you know Australia, I think, soon, and. Um, I did some work with Oli Obin Mercier. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good. There's so many guys to, you know, John McDessy, I was sparring with him a bit before because he fought, uh, I forget who he fought. He fought a few weeks, like, like a month ago or yeah, so. Yeah, he's tough too. Yeah. There are like too many good good people to reel off, obviously. Like there's uh, Eamon Zahavi as well. He's he's good guy. He's uh, Faraz's brother. He's very good. So who's running practices over there? Who's the guy that's like, like they say at Extreme Couture, Mike Pyle was the beast at the gym. Um, right. And then they say at like American Top Team, Hector Lombard is the guy who just fucks everyone up at the gym. Who's the guy at TriStar that you're like, ah, oh, shit, I got to go with this guy? Oh, there's, there's no one there really like that. Everyone's pretty, you know, everyone's pretty cool. There's not a lot, there's not too much ego. You know, obviously, obviously like a room full of people, you get a bit of ego somewhere, but everyone, in my experience, everyone's pretty cool. There's no one trying to, Kill anyone. Gotcha. Maybe that means, yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> nice. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> now, who do you like this weekend? Uh, Nate Diaz or uh, Conor McGregor? Uh, I have to go with McGregor. I can't see him. You know, everything he says has come true, so you just have to stick with it. I'm, I'm just going to. His first lot of fights, I was just like, uh, you ain't going to knock him out in a minute. You ain't going to do this. And then he's done it all, so 
Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Connor. Now you seem like a very polite guy, super nice, super sweet. Uh, that's terrible for the sport. Um, mm. Do you? See, I mean, I mean, you look at a guy like Connor, who's just bigger than life. And now he's making what a hundred million dollars, according to him. Is, yeah. is, is there pressure for you to kind of just talk shit and kind of be a be a little bit go out outside your comfort zone? Nah, uh, it's just not me. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Maybe if I was good at it, I would do it, but I just end up embarrassing myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I heard that British girls don't shave their their bushes. Uh, it's just totally hairy. Uh, no, not true. Not to- No. Okay, so they they are shaved. It's like mixed, you know. It's Scottish Some girls, you mean? Oh, Scottish girls, though. Yeah, really? Yeah, I mean they're all just out there in the hills, running around trying to find whiskey. So it's a, uh, it's they don't have time. Okay, right. so, and also using a rock is really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you're saying British girls do shave? Oh, I mean English girls, obviously, because I mean, how else are they gonna bring a guy in? Oh, hmm. hmm. It's, it's, you know, what? it's, it's hmm. a mixed bag. In my experience, it's a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. You know what Arnold just said right now? He has a lot of experience. Yeah, says. how many how many chicks are you banging, Arnold? Like, at the minute? In, yeah, the, there we in go. A minute. I like this kid. In like your whole life, how many girls? I haven't counted, but it's, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a few. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, now, over 100? Nah, under 100. Nice, uh, loser. Uh, All right, so, so no, no kidding. Uh, that, that's great. I mean, good for you, man. You seem like a nice kid. Now, and there's got to be, are you getting hit up by girls on Twitter or Instagram or girls sliding into your DM? Are uh, there- literally, it's like the opposite. There's like these old men who <laughs> be sending me messages. <laughs> and, and I know, I know they're not straight and I'm too polite to say anything. So they send me a message like, your abs look great. And I'm just like, thank you. Uh, I mean, to be I fair, they, they do, though. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. To be fair, they are excellent abs. I'm looking, looking at them on video right now. Uh, they flex uh, nice. Uh, oh, oh yeah, high level uh, abs. Okay, so old men are hitting on you on on Instagram and Twitter. All sorts, yeah. And I haven't even blocked them. I just kind of, <laughs> I take it all praise is good praise, I guess. I had one time after a show in North Carolina. This guy was like, "Hey man, you want to hang out?" And I was like, "I saw that he was gay." And I was like, <laughs> "He's like, hey man, I'll, I'll show you a good time." And I go, so I said to him, I said, listen, thank you. It's very, uh, uh, thank you very much. That's very, you know, nice, very flattering, but mm. I'm straight, you know? Yeah. And then he goes, hey, just because you get your dick sucked by a guy doesn't mean you're gay. I'm like, all right, now you're getting blocked. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was trying to be nice. That's okay. and, and then you went, you, you went, you fucking, you know, it's like, you can't win. He has mm-hmm. a point though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smart guy. He has a point. Now, now, Sean, do you date mostly white guys or black guys? Yeah, like a, you know, I like the country boys. Country boys? Yeah, country, country boy can survive. Oh, that, 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 wait, wait, country black guys? Or like like Nelly or, or uh, country? No, no, no. <laughs> like a Midwest. Mid, a Midwest. Midwest country. Have you ever been with a a, uh, a uh, British guy? Uh, Yes. What was that like? Uh, We didn't go all the way. Is it weird that they're not circumcised, that they have covered wagons? No, no, it doesn't mm. bother me, as long as it's clean. It I, rains I, a lot here, like you need mine. to keep the hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that exactly. what you tell girls? Otherwise rains? your dick gets pneumonia. <laughs> yeah. I never even heard that. It, it rains a lot, you gotta keep the hood. Exactly. That's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, right, that's, that's, a good that's great. Uh, have you ever been with a guy who wasn't circumcised, John? Yeah, yeah. Like oh. I said, it doesn't bother, bother me as long as, you know, it's clean. Nice. You, you want clean. You don't have to, t- like, take out, like, the, the, the dick cheese and yeah, the cheddar and stuff? Yeah, that's, that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Going back home. All right, gotcha. Hmm. That's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. We're going back home. Yeah. Even if even though you're, if you're at your house, you kick him out. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, listen, Arnold. Any any. So who are you who are you calling out? One forty five. 
The division's wide open. Who do you want to fight next? Whoever. You like you know I ain't gonna call no one out. Come on, call somebody out. It's not me. Who do you think your best matchup? You, uh, you what, what, what about you? Frankie Edgar? Yeah, I don't think he's ready for it. Okay, so Frankie Edgar's not ready for it. Uh, yeah, he, he should he should mature a bit more before he you know get a little four heights under his belt. What about Max Holloway? <laughs> yeah, fuck that too. All right, fuck Max Holloway. Uh, who who else we calling out? On the record, fuck Max Holloway. Fuck Marvel. Max Holloway. Uh, who else is one forty five? That's uh, that's really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, who who? who uh, Oof. What, what, what about Sage Northcutt at one fifty five? Ooh, I like that yeah. fight. Well, he has better abs than me and better hair, a better jawline. No, I know Arnold. I have to say that while while you might be right about the abs and the jawline, the hair, I think you win. Already? Yeah, yeah. I I like your hair a lot better. It's a lot more modern. It's like you have sort of the the MMA Bieber hair, while he has (laughs) this like 1990s. I grab my ankles while skateboarding kind of hair. Yeah, yeah. So, Jean, could you uh, bring up 145, the division? We're we're, we're gonna see who Arnold Allen wants to fight next. Now, do you want (laughs) to keep fighting in England, or do you want to fight somewhere else? I'm satisfied where I am. I'm just not gonna fight anymore, to be honest. You're not. You're done. You're 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 like retiring. I'm two and zero in the UFC. I'm calling it a day. I want well, a bonus. You heard it here first. Arnold Allen is done fighting. Breaking okay? news. Breaking news. Okay, we are going to announce this all over Twitter, all over social media. You're you're, you're done. You're done. It's over. It's over. All right. It's over. Arnold it's Allen. That's that's it. That's it. All right. Free bag from Reebok. I'm done. All right. He he said, fuck Reebok. You heard it here first. Okay. (laughs) Fuck Reebok. Uh, 145, who else we got? Chad. What what about Chad Mendez? Um, Yeah. No. I ain't calling no one out. Oh, come on. All right. Chad Mendez is a pussy. Arnold Allen, you heard it here first. Arnold (laughs) Allen says that Chad is a pussy. Uh, Anybody else? Uh, Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. What about Cub? he's kind of... I actually like that matchup a lot. Yeah. Him versus Cub? Yeah, actually, style-wise. Yeah. That's a fun fight. What about Cub, Arnold? You want to see me get spinning kicked in the head or something? Yeah, <laughs> Cub, you want to see Cub, my Cub, MMA beat the head get kicked off? All right, well, listen, Arnold, it was a pleasure. Uh, sorry that you're done fighting. Uh, you had a great career, 2-0. and You got hired me. Uh, yes, I've inspired you to stop fighting. Thank you. That's, that's what we do here on the Red May Roasted Podcast. You are the best, man. Well, t- take care, Arnold. And you. Thanks, guys. Later. Yes, All right, that was Arnold Allen. <laughs> like, yes. I don't know what to think about that interview. I like him. Cub, Cub would be a nice... Uh, that, got, I like that matchup. Cub's got a tough fight coming up. Who's Cub against coming up? Uh, who's Cub fighting? Uh, He's fighting somebody from Brazil, I think. Uh, a tough Brazilian. He's got a tough fight coming up. So, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. You heard the thing about porn? The uh, U.S. of porn, the, they, they did by region what city or what state Googles the most porn. So uh, what type? So California, people, they Google lesbian porn the most in, in California. But Rhode Island performs MILFs, um, which is – so they go state by state. I was on this last night. Uh, according to this – but then it gets, it gets kind of weird. Like um, – What? No way. Yeah, yeah. It, like, for example, uh, I'll tell you, like – um, for example, the podcast studio, all yeah. trannies. It's really strange. Well, they the just like, like this podcast studio, all trannies. Yeah, it's so weird. No, like it's uh, the only thing searched for from this particular place. Like certain places, uh, like uh, Vermont, uh, Nebraska, and Arkansas, all go to cartoon porn. Uh, who the fuck would want to watch cartoon porn? I, I have really. Yeah, I have. 
Yeah. It's not the greatest, but you know, every once in a while you're like, what, what if Marge Simpson was taking on like three other yellow people? But then they had, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But then they had like Montana, Wyoming, Minnesota, Ohio, and Maine all search for stepsister. <laughs> See, oh, like, like that's just weird. Like I've never, I, I, I noticed that you go on like YouPorn or Beads or RedTube, and all of a sudden, like stepmother and stepsister come up. Well, because what they really want is the real article. But there has to be step on these sites in order for it to not like seem totally. They're like, well, I can at least like they're at least they're kind of technically related. But even that, like, would you ever want to fuck your stepsister or like your stepmother? That's... Who's my stepsister? What really? Who's my step? That, that's that's right, an important let's question. Let's say oh, Jessica geez. Alba was your stepsister. Are you kidding me? You would? I tell my dad first. Oh, come on. <laughs> Really? I'd be like, Dad, I'm gonna fuck my stepsister right now. That's terrible. and he'd give me a high five and go like, Yeah, great, good job. That's really? amazing. Stepsister, no relation, Jessica Alba. Okay, here, let, me, let me set the stage. Can we, do we have any hot? Do we have any like sexy music back there in the control booth? Uh, no, we don't. On, okay. on. Let me set the stage here, right? Yes. You, you're, you're, you're 15, 16 years old. Yes. You have a 19 year old stepsister who's Jessica Alba, right? Who's just back from college, right? And you've been, you've, you've got, you've been, you're in school. You're having these raging kind of boners, like the ones where it hurts though, right. that level of boners. And you get home early one day, and you see Jessica Alba step out of the shower accidentally, and she doesn't notice you. And when she closes the door, the door pulls her towel off, and there is just a wet, naked Jessica Alba there, who you're related to only by law. Right. And then she looks at you, and she goes, hey, Adam. And you go, whoa, whoa. And she goes, Adam, I see that you're looking. What if she was your half-sister? No, 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 not a half sister. No, no, no. There's blood there. Yeah, but blood stepsister? There. stepsister. You're telling me you're 16 years old, 19 year old Jessica Alba invites uh, you into her bedroom. And she's home it's from still college. Weird. You, your parents didn't get married until you were 14, so she wasn't really your sister maybe most like of your the life. First day you meet or something. <laughs> or maybe if it's the first day and then you don't know that your parents get married afterwards. Like, like what, if, what if it's like, like, like oh, you, if you're already banging it out and then you're banging get and then they introduce it and then your parents. Yeah, get you planted your flag first. It's like whoever made it to the moon. We own the moon because we're America. Right. Same shit. What, would you fuck your stepbrother, John? No. Really? No. You guys are animals. What if he was Brad Pitt? Uh, does he know? Like, can I roofie him? <laughs> oh, and, come yeah. on. <laughs> can you roofie him? Is that what you said? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, you yeah, can't roofie Brad that's Pitt. How, hey, that's how I've always fucked ben, Brad Pitt. Ben, would you bang a hot stepsister? Yeah. All yeah. right. Our, our producer, Ben, is Maybe one war. of those weird, like... Angelina brother kisses like when she kissed her brother at the really yeah one of those like I, I think before you before they become officially stepsister it's okay I think once the, the I don't know just the, the fact that yeah. there's sister in the name uh, the only I'm sister I want to bang are like are like black I, sisters yeah like sister sisters you know what like, about that's like okay. sister Mary Catherine like you know, yeah. there's no nun fetish going that's for fine her? I mean yeah. yeah I could see that but but once they get married then I don't know I uh, all right, so stepsister and then stepmother. Uh, that's also big, too, which is also kind of weird, right? Stepmother. Uh, well, again, what if Jessica mom. Alba is your stepmother? What? <laughs> if Jessica Alba is your stepmom, really? Yeah. Jessica Alba is your stepmom. Look, you're, no, 16, that's just weird. you're 16 years old. Your no. dad marries a 19-year-old Jessica Alba. You come home early. What world are you living in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Stepmom's weird. I for, from having a stepmom, I, I just no. Really, I, I think you would have that. But did you have a hot? Did you have a hot stepmom? No, though? I never looked at her like that. That was my stepmom. Objectively, like not take yourself out of it. You're other, not Adam other, Hunter. I have had friends that were like, "Your stepmom's hot." Okay, so I could see what what, what like they're saying, but uh, uh, no, I I just don't. You didn't want to smash in your dad's territory. No, I, I don't that. want. That's weird. That's just weird. All I get right. that. All right, back to fighting. All right, so... Hold on, uh, we, still have, we still have 36 more states to go through. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Hawaii had Asian. 
obviously. Of that's that, that makes yeah. sense. That, that, uh, that seems weird because I mean, actually, that is weird because that's not exotic for Hawaii. Like, usually, Asian is a place where you don't have Asians. Hawaii, it's half Asian. Well, stepmom was Washington, South Dakota, Kentucky, Alaska, and New Hampshire. Sure. The, the, why sure? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> why? Why? Well, are those New Hampshire, lots of stepmoms there, so that seems like it makes sense. Where there are not stepmoms, uh, and then and then Ebony was uh, that was Arkansas, in, Alabama, that Texas, was Mississippi, Louisiana, and Georgia. Sure, they were Ebony. Yeah, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, that's that makes sense. So uh, yeah, that's I don't know. So yeah, so that's uh, that's that, that's that's the important element of the today. Now, uh, other fights this weekend: uh, the Titan FC fights. Ricky Simone is fighting, who's a tough bastard. He's fighting Anderson Dos Santos, uh, which I guess is <laughs> a great name if you're a fighter. Sure. Anderson Dos Santos. Andre Harrison is fighting Steven Seiler. We had, that's going to be a good fight. I think, I think Andre's got it. Uh, I like Seiler, though. He's tough. Tim Elliott fighting Pedro Nobra for the title. I like Tim Elliott. He's a, it's, a, it's a whole different Tim Elliott since he went to Titan yeah. FC. Whole different Tim Elliott. Pat Haley's fighting Mushin Korborev. Anthony Gutierrez versus Benny Vincent. We had him on the podcast. Uh, and then EJ Brooks. Come on, EJ. You lost three out of four, man. Time to fucking step it up. EJ Brooks versus Ben Egley. I really want. And then uh, Jorge Dominguez, the guy who we made a... He's fighting Jose Torres. Oh, that's great. We have not heard from Dominguez since our famous... Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually called him up. Has not heard it. Uh, Mar- uh, Marion Renault, we're going to do at one thirty. by the way. Uh, so, yeah. Can we do the podcast then? Sure. Um, Titan FC, I, I, you know, I actually kind of like what they're doing with their rosters. It seems like they're doing a good mixture of of up and comers, but also adding a little bit of like cool name recognition of guys who never like cracked the top ten in the UFC, but still have uh, viability. Pat Hilly kind of did, right? I think he was there for a second in Strike Force. He was a beast, yeah, in Strike Force. Um, and then he then he had this tough run, and and, and yeah. But there's a, there's a, there seems like there's a couple like good names in the UFC who were fun guys to watch. Tim Elliott, yeah, 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 Steven yeah. Seiler, yes, yep, yes, yes. It's a good observation. Now, uh, Gian Vellante, who we had Monday, fighting Alir Latifi. I, I worry about Gian for this fight. Yeah? After talking to him, he just says, I'm going to go out there and throw as many punches as I can and see who falls first. I like that, though. Yeah. That's oh, cool. fun, man. It's fun, but against a guy like... Latifi is nasty, though. I mean, give me a break. That would be the last thing I would do against this guy. Maybe he's just saying that, though, and he's going to put Latifi on his back or something. You think so? Maybe. Who knows? I mean, who, who knows what he's saying? He, he might just be talking whatever trash he wants to talk to on a podcast, and then game time comes and he's going for a choke. I hope so for his, for his own sake. I mean, I like Gian, but I think Latifi hits harder. I just don't see, I don't, I, I don't see someone from Sarah Longo coming out and going with the absolute worst game plan choice. <laughs> that seems kind of strange to me, you know? Yeah, that, that, you're right. You're right. Uh, Corey Anderson... Uh, that's the Black Beast, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting Tom Lawler. That's going to be fun. Another good fight. Uh, I like Tom Lawler a lot. Uh, Corey Anderson. Tom hits hard, and Corey went down against Mitrione uh, with one punch. But I still, I don't know. Fuck, another one of these fights is just going to, it's not going to go to the distance, I don't think, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, who do you like in this fight? Man, I don't know. I'm, trying, actually, I'm looking up at Corey Anderson's record right now. When did he fight Mitrione? Didn't he get knocked out by Mitrione? I'm pretty sure because he that's got, up a heavyweight. Um, he got knocked out by uh, Gian, actually. Oh, Gian knocked him out. Yeah, oh, Gian TKO. I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking of Corey Anderson. I'm thinking of someone else, Matrion. Then, yeah, uh, Gian uh, or Corey is seven and one. His last two fight decisions against Fabio Maldonado and uh, Jean Blackowitz. Okay, but then before that, a loss to Gian, uh, a little TKO back in 2015. 
But no, I mean, he he's his his actual his resume is pretty decent. He's I mean, look, Fabio and John are both guys who are very, very different animals than what he's going up against this weekend. Yes. Um, Tom Lawler is a, a much tighter and faster fighter than both of those two. Both those guys are both great fighters or tough guys. I could go either that's, way. That's the thing that they're tough guys, though. Yeah. Whereas Tom Lawler, I think, is a step up skill. You think a step up skill? Although Tom was getting his butt whipped by Gian in the first and round, and then yeah. he just caught him. Yeah, good point. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know who wins this fight. I mean, Tom Lawler is a good fighter. Uh, Corey Anderson against uh, he's seven and one, only lost to Gian. How did he lose to Gian? Uh, TKO. Third round TKO. Ooh, yeah. uh, who wins this fight? I am picking in this fight. Uh, Corey Anderson. Yeah. Same. You? Yeah, I pick Anderson. Are I think you? he could go either way, but... Uh, I, I think it just depends on which Tom, Tom Lawler shows up. Exa- yeah, that's... Because, I mean, Tom has some great wins. Uh, uh, Patrick Cote, C.B. Dalloway, Kyle Kingsbury. Yes. And they then his losses... Do. I think it's a good matchup. I yeah. just think it, it's... Who who shows up? Who Who's who's ready? And You can say that about every fight, though, who shows but up. I think course, Joe Silva but I, mean... I think Joe Silva matched up two guys who are kind of in the, in the same place right now to a certain degree. Even though Tom's been around a lot longer... Uh, you know, 15 Tom's fights. Tom's coming back, right? Yeah. Tom's, Tom, come, Tom so has gotten is... better since he stopped doing those crazy intros. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, <laughs> he was saying that that actually, he had to stop doing that because it, it, like, it was tiring him out, those yeah. intros. So he's actually been looking better. What's up, Sean? Uh, so I think that, uh, all right. Now, Amanda Nunez against Valentina mm. Savenko. Yeah. Nunez, I think, is the underrated, most underrated female in the division. Uh, she was beating Kat Zingano until she gassed out. She's tough. She destroyed uh, her Sarah McMahon. Her last fight. Yeah. She's she's a beast. Yeah, she's a real beast. nasty. And everyone on American hungry. Top Team, yeah, hungry. And this other girl, let me see what she what you heard. She beats Shevchenko she is beat nasty though. Really, Shevchenko's yeah. a, a Kyrgyzstani Didn't kickboxer she? with uh, fifty six wins and two losses as a kickboxer, including twenty one knockouts. Wow. Yeah. And she's yeah. got a win over Sarah Kyle Kaufman. Kaufman. Split decision. Uh, then, but then before that, her only loss is to Liz Carmouche. That was in 2010. So that was six years ago. Yeah. So she's got a record of 12 and one. I am still picking Amanda Nunez for yes. this fight. I think Nunez is better all around, and uh, she's just a beast. I think she. Not that the other girl isn't a beast, but I think Nunez is being overlooked. Yes. That's pissing her off. I mean, she killed Baser, killed McMahon, was beating Kazangano until she got caught. She beat Jermaine Durandame, who was also an amazing kickboxer. 57 and 0 was a kickboxer. Her last loss was to Sarah Diallo in 2013. And then Alexis Davis before that in 2011. I still think she wins. I think she's actually hitting her, her, her prime stride. And I think Amanda Nunez wins this fight. So, uh, I don't I know. Think, I, think I, Nunez, I think Nunez is pretty nasty. But I also take a look at that, uh, at uh, what our opponent's been doing lately. And Shevchenko, most recently, all, like, you know, a lot of things you worry about the kickboxers, how they go up against a great wrestler. And Sarah Kaufman is a, is a pretty so- solid wrestler for that division. And Nunez, uh, I mean, it was a split decision, but was able to hold off Sarah Kaufman in that range. So I think that, that Shevchenko, or sorry, Shevchenko was able to do that. I think Shevchenko keeps us on the feet, and I think that's where she has the best chance to win. Have you seen Nunez, though? She's yeah. just so fucking big, dude. Yeah. Like, she's huge. I, I mean, I mean, she's just a big, thick, strong girl. Not that they, I mean, I don't know. I like Nunez in this. Have you ever hooked up with a female fighter? No, no. I've been with my with my wife for what about since like two thousand nine. Yeah, and before that, just uh, no. I wasn't. I wasn't around. I wasn't around enough fighters. And so. John, have you ever had a lesbian experience? Yeah, a lot. No, just once. 
Uh, one was kind of a relationship, and then uh, wow. you had the girls gone wild shit. You know, college is fun. You you know. So you have drunk done, friends, you like whatever, scissoring whatever. and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, smush, er- smush, er- smush. everything that they imagine in uh, Wisconsin when they're yes. searching. Nice, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Oh, everything really. That's yeah, what you did. Yes, but then you went back to guys. Yes. Oh, what well, what happened? Uh, she broke my heart. Really? Oh, yeah, no. it's a true story. So you, so you went to separate you, podcast. Well, a lot of times it's the guys that broke the, broke the girls are more emotional. We're nature of the beast. So this chick broke your heart. Oh yeah. And then you said, "Fuck it, I want." I, I took a Holly Holmes head kick to the to really the heart. Yeah, to the it heart. Was, it was brutal. And then you went back and to the dudes. vagina. Yeah, we you know. Are you, are you on Twitter by the way? No, I'm not. Why don't you make you a Twitter on... account? Okay, maybe I'll. Come on, we'll see. People want to if they're interested enough. You'll let Adam know. People want to follow if you want uh, Jean to have yeah. a Twitter account. People want to know who you are, how they can follow you. You on Instagram? Instagram, yes. What's your Instagram? Just J U S T. Yeah. Underscore Jean J O N N E. Are you French? No. Oh, what kind of name is Jean? I don't know. Mom liked it. She picked it. Well, what? Uh, but nationality are your parents? Uh, I'm a mutt mixed. Of what? So. <laughs> People want to know. They can relate to you if you're something. What, you don't. You don't want to say what you are. Nope. Really? No. I you, I, just, a, I, I just let. She's part Illuminati, yeah. part <laughs> lizard people. Uh, I, I, let per- I see your game now. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to look it up right now. Apparently, Shevchenko and Joanna had a fight at some point. I think as a kickboxing match. So I'm oh. trying to figure out what happened with that. I think Shevchenko won. Actually, I think she actually won that fight. So that's kind of nasty. That, I'm looking. At, I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah, I think. I think she won that. I think they, I remember they announced that fight. I think she won that fight. I still think Nunez wins this fight. I Mary, the top that. team, I is take... a beast. Uh, Hooking up with a fighter is fun, but I once hooked up with a girl who was like 150 pounds. She was a fighter, uh, strong. The problem is sometimes it's like when, when you're on bottom and you want to go to top, they're hard to sweep. That's uh, a fair point. <laughs> they actually hard to actually like the roll. You have you to be have like, what about this fighter? Flip her over. Check that, check that little honey out. Who's that? That's Valentina Shevchenko. She's a pretty girl, huh? Yeah, I know, huh? Yes. These Russian girls, the Russian, mm-hmm. Russian fighters are insane. Uh, but yes, my dad once told me what Russian girls, if you don't sleep with them, Within the first like two dates, or ask them to sleep, or try to, they think you're like a complete homosexual. Uh, uh, not not the Russian Jews, the the Russian <laughs> that you have to make a move, or they or they think you're a big pussy. Hello, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. No, yes. well, that's better than. That's her. great. Yeah, people can't he- people can't see this on the show. Okay, yeah. just showing us the pictures. Hey, everyone, I'm, tr- I'm showing you. It. I'm trying they to help. I'm trying to me. give you something here She's to hot. grab onto. She's hot. Yeah. But will you will you answer my question? You hear about the Russian girls? If you don't see them on the first two dates, they think you're uh, a pussy. Well, that's I think that's because like every Russian guy that they've ever met tried to do it in the first two minutes. Is that so, what it is? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Are. Obviously, yeah. Russian dudes are very uh, aggressive. We all feel that way. That's just not a Russian thing. Really? No, uh-huh. <laughs> now, uh, Sierra Bahu I'm so happy Sierra's back fighting. I like Sierra. I hung out with Sierra and Mayhem one night. Uh, they came to my show in Long Beach. One of the craziest experiences. Sierra is made Mayhem look normal. Uh, he is insane. Love him. But he, he's a badass dude. We had him on the podcast. He said growing up in Iraq, he said, was, was no picnic, okay? Lots of explosions. A lot of his friends passed away. Really, really had a tough life. And uh, he's fighting Brandon Thatch. CR, you know, his trouble in the UFC has been against wrestlers. Wrestlers that have just held him down. That's been his one Achilles heel, as we yeah. used to say. Yeah. Uh, and I think he wins this fight. I think he knocks out Brandon Thatch. I think he hits too hard. Hopefully it's the Seer of old. Because the Seer of old was knocking fools out. Yeah, And he then was. he got to the UFC and he didn't have that same... I think he won his first fight quickly in like 12 seconds or something. But uh, Brandon Thatch, while a really good fighter, I don't think he was able to handle Seager's power. Yeah, I think you're probably on the right, on the right track there. 
Um, you know, the other thing too, though, is that Brandon's run into Benson Henderson and Gunnar Nelson as last as his last two fights. Yeah, two guys who could muscle him around even worse. So I think that's. I mean, I think that kind of puts Brandon Thatch. Like, I think we kind of forget how good he is. Yeah, because he looked so in so much trouble against those two guys. Well, he didn't look in trouble at all. He was beating uh, Henderson for the first three rounds. He was kicking his ass. Actually, he got tired, and Henderson just submitted him. Yeah, but the first, he was looking great the first couple of rounds. That Gunner fight, though. Gunner's a weird fighter. I, you know, he's one of those guys that, like, talk about a fighter. Doesn't, I mean, I, he either shows up and looks like a world beater, or his last fight, he lost, like, 30 to 12. I mean, it was yeah. strange. Yeah, that was, that was so yeah. weird. Against Maya. That was so weird. That was horrible. <laughs> uh, but Maya, I think Maya has also been hitting his peak as of late, especially at 170. Um, and then also on this card, Eric Silva, a guy who Yeehaw. actually... He's looking like he's in shape now. I remember he he was definitely like the poster boy for mm-hmm. post uh, steroid test allegations um, or post steroid allegations. He's fighting Nordine Talib. You know anything about Nordine Talib? Yeah, he was on the Ultimate Fighter when it was the uh, Australia versus Canada right. Ultimate Fighter, okay. and he was sort of like the gym leader for for Team Canada that time around. And he looked really really great. I think this is actually a good matchup for both of them. Both of these are guys who have name recognition, who have a couple big signature wins, but both of them could use uh, like a sort of a marquee a marquee matchup. So I think that either one of these guys could springboard this up into taking on like a higher level of competition easily. Who wins this fight? Ah, oh, man, that's so tough, because you're, t- you're talking about the post-testing situation with Eric Silva. Yeah, his last fight, he looked horrible. He's I mean, got a little more to prove, I think. Yeah, He's but it doesn't matter. All his fights. The thing about testing, as steroids, right, and uh, testosterone, and all this stuff, it's not just physical, it's mental. And I know it, I've met a couple fighters that have been on this stuff, and they were always better fighters I wouldn't say before, because obviously, look at Vitor Belfort. Before they popped. You know, but... It was like they were better off never doing it. Maybe maybe they wouldn't have reached the heights they did on it, but when they go off it, they're different fighters. I mean, mentally, they're broken. They're broken. Uh, and it, you know, it's like you're better off, I think, being— You think they psych themselves up so much thinking like it gives them the edge? So it's when it's taken, taken away— The fact that they, you're taking it means in your mind you're not good enough without it. That's a possibility. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I, a real, bit, that's a real mental difference. You need it. You need this extra thing. And then when you don't have it, like you you knew how much better you were with it, and uh, and I know guys that take it and have lost on it, and that's even then you're really fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then, then your brain is broken. Then you're completely broken. <laughs> but, well, here, uh, so here, here's here's a actually really interesting thing to think about with uh, with Eric Silva since coming to the UFC. Every one of the fights that he's won, he's won early in the first round. Yeah. Every one of his losses has come when he's got when, he, when he's gone past the first round. And I think that Nordin Taleb is a he's, he's he's a smart veteran. He's been he has a, has a lot of fights under his belt. He's a really heady fighter. And I think that what he, that he he he'll probably do a good job of avoiding damage and weathering the, the the rush early in the first round. And then once they get into round two or round three, that's where it's his fight to win. I, remember, I actually when I was talking to Chael back at the MMA awards like four years ago, it was when Vandalay was on top and Chael was doing really well too. And Chael said to me, he goes, uh, he kept calling out Vitor. And I'm like, dude, are you fucking crazy? Like, I even said to him, like, dude, aren't you kind of worried about this guy's power? And he's like, he's like, man, every fight he's lost has been after the first round. That first round is hell. Mm-hmm. If you could just get past it, and I think that happens a lot. These guys, they break. Like, they're bullies. Yeah. Uh, Eric Silva against Nordine. So we're picking Nordine for this? I'm taking Nordine in this one. I think that he's too smart to get caught up in that garbage from, from Silva early. Silva's da- Silva might be one of the most dangerous guys in that weight class in the first, in the first uh, two to four minutes. Yeah. But once you get past that, I think that it's Nordine's fight to win. Uh, Darren Elkins versus Chaz Skelly. This is going to be a, a, a great fight. Both these guys are solid wrestlers. Uh, we had 
Chaz on the podcast yep. recently, uh, and he's one of these dudes. He, he doesn't keep his hands up, uh, but he has this fucking hard ass head. He gets down. He comes back up. He's like the Terminator. And Darren Elkins, uh, if you remember, Darren Elkins was the guy who the guy who won the Ultimate Fighter. That Brazilian, everyone was scared of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was that? Uh, who who Connor beat? Connor destroyed. You know what I'm talking uh, about? That crazy Brazilian. Elkins was the first guy to give him his first big loss in the UFC. He doesn't care. He's uh he's one of those dudes. Just he both these. This is gonna be. A, I think this. Might be fight of the night. He's easily fight of the night potential. That's for sure. But no, but then you got Corey Anderson, Tom Lawler, uh, Gian versus uh, Latifi, and Nunez versus like those could be fight of the nights too because those are just stand up fighters. But this guy I think Nunez got, already has a fight of the a fight of the night, right? I, think. Uh, I don't. Maybe she got it against Cat. That yeah, was a pretty she, damn I think good she has fight. A- um, but yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, this fight, I'm picking Chaz Skelly Me because too. he was on the podcast two weeks ago, and that's and I'm completely biased. You come on the <laughs> podcast, I'm going. Somebody was like, "Dude, we favor you." Of course, somebody was like, "You could have uh, Anderson Silva versus Steve Hawking, and if Steve Hawking was on the podcast, <laughs> you'd pick him." That's what somebody <laughs> told me on Twitter, which I, I made me laugh. Uh, Jim Miller, Diego Sanchez, but then this could be fire that's tonight. That's so great. Uh, I, love, I love that this fight's happening. These are the kind of fights that Diego Sanchez should be involved in. Yep. The great like Maynard. I've always liked Diego. So Jim, all the I guys kinda... with name recognition who are a little bit past their prime. Uh, Jim Miller. It's on Fight Pass. Yeah. Six. Yeah. So, who who wins this fight? Fuck. Uh, this is this. Yeah, this this is actually one of the harder ones to call because there was a time when Jim Miller looked like he was uh, could have been one of the top guys in the division. I mean, he was one of the top guys in the division for a minute. So there was a time when he looked like he was going to make a good championship run, and then he just ran into some nasty shit. Yeah. Um, who was it who busted his – Who? who uh, uh, did someone crack his nose in a submission, and he, like, there was a nasty little blood splatter? Then what's the name beat him? The guy from Hawaii beat him, right? The uh, uh, Yancey Medeiros beat him. I think um, – and then what's the the other kid beat him? That was good. Well, let's uh, just rewind. Let's rewind back uh, a few years to like the end of the aughts, right? So going into two thousand nine, he was thirteen and one, and then lost a tough decision against Gray Maynard, um, which yeah. you know at that time you know you're, you're talking that Gray Maynard's a top five guy. Yeah, he he breaks off a bunch of big time wins, and then drops one to Benson Henderson, drops one to Nate Diaz, then drops one to Donald Cerrone. So this is just a guy who I think that he hit his physical peak. And just had a couple of fights that went the wrong way, and and but he, oh, he still beat, he beat Yancey. Sorry about that, guys. He beat Yancey. He fucked up Yancey. He lost to Benil Dariush. That's who I was yeah. thinking of. And then his last fight against Kiesa, he was doing really well against that fight. Kiesa actually, uh, Kiesa. I was like, he had Kiesa's leg in some crazy. And I asked Kiesa, I'm like, weren't you worried he's gonna break his leg? He's like, no, because it was under him. Even if I would have broke my leg, I just would have kept punching him. I'm like, that's that's that. You're a fucking maniac. Yeah, um, I love that. The, the, that's, that's fucking great. The Danny Castillo fight could have went either way. Darius, he lost to that. That was. I mean, Darius is good. That's Even a running knockout. Oof. Darius was fighting Kiesa. That's going to be a fight. Yeah, that's a motherfucker of a fight. Can't wait for that fight. Uh, he beat Yancey. Right, he fucked up Yancey. He kind of ruined Yancey's... Uh, uh, Yancey stood on a short notice, but... And then he, he beat uh, the Pat Healy fight. He lost, but then Healy got pussed for weed. That was, And then that went to Caraway. His Remember, Caraway took mm-hmm. his thing. Nate, that Nate Diaz was a title eliminator. That's that. Yeah, that, that was, was in fight. Jersey. That was that was. Yep. I remember when Nate came out. I watched that Nate Diaz. I was a Nate Diaz fan, but when he came out to Tupac, still balling, and I <laughs> was like it. in New Jersey, and everyone's booing him against Jim Miller, who's from Jersey, and yeah. he just fucks him up. I'm like, Nate is a certified badass. Yep. I mean, certified badass. Uh, in this fight, I'm rooting for Diego, friend of the podcast. 
I saw him at an uh, airport in Tulsa. Nice guy. And uh, he didn't look terrible his last fight. He just ran into a, a tough kid, Diego, uh, against um, Ricardo Lamas. Mex- Mexico. But yeah, I think Diego wins this fight. Ah, uh, shit. You know what? I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going go to go with Jim Miller here. I think that Diego... I mean, Diego's always been exciting and dangerous and frightening in many ways. But I think Jim Miller is just, he, he's too smart and too experienced. I don't think he's going to let Diego start getting into his rhythm. I also don't think Jim Miller's going to get baited into a Diego Sanchez kind of fight. Like, Diego stands there, puts his jaw out, juts his face, yeah. and goes, I don't think Jim Miller's going to get caught up in that. I think he's going to submit Diego probably in the second or third. Ooh. If Diego loses this fight, though, it might be time. I like Diego. I'm not saying I don't up. like Diego. I think you're right, too. If he loses this fight, it might be time. Depends on how he loses, but if he, if he gets dominated, Diego, I mean, you have nothing else to prove. Yeah, nothing, nothing at all. I mean, yeah. the guy, the guy's a warrior. He's been around for so long doing crazy shit. So yeah, exactly. Uh, so what else we got to talk about? Uh, so those are those. So we ran down the fights, a couple other fights, but those are the, the main ones that I'm excited about. The guy who bet two hundred twenty thousand dollars on Holly Holm uh, versus Rousey put seventy seven thousand dollars on Misha Tate. Whoa! Uh, what does he know that we don't? Uh, this dude, like, I, supposedly he's just some some genius who put all kinds of money on like uh, all these football teams that won. Uh, so yeah, uh, I don't know. Vegas Dave, that's his name. Vegas Dave. Can we get uh, him on the podcast? Yeah, I want to talk to him about that, th- about that kind of choice. Yeah. Well, I think, but he said it in his, in defense of not, he said he kept betting against Rounder every fight. So oh, okay. he, and then eventually, you know, but I mean, why is he picking Misha in this one? Does he know something we don't, or is he just like petting the underdog? Cause he has the money to spend. Good yeah. question. Good question. Um, man, this, that was a tough fight to call. I mean, Holly's never fought a wrestler. Uh, Misha Tate's a really good grappler. Uh, Holly has been somewhat protected. It's for her first two fights. Raquel Pennington's a tough girl. Yeah. So is a girl that we're going to talk to. A very tough girl. But but I think Tate's at a, a little higher of a level than, than those two girls. Um, Agreed. And uh, Ronda, did Ronda look, did Ronda have everybody fooled? I mean, everybody, look, Ronda's previous fights, not everyone fooled, but... Okay, Kaz and Gano ran headfirst into her. Yeah. Uh, that was probably the worst game plan of all time. Uh, and this is uh, the other girl, Alexis Davis. She got caught in the head and arm, uh, got thrown on her head, got knocked out. The other girl that she beat, the, the girl from Betchka, hey, you started doing MMA four years before that. Uh, and was like an, an accountant or something. And but just, Ronda also, let's not take out that Ronda also destroyed... Um, Tate twice, Misha Tate twice, and one of them, and, and one of them was a real fight. One of them wasn't just like two seconds of fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah one yeah, of them was one of them was a real fight. Two, right. I think the Ronda phenomenon. I've been saying this for a while. I could, I put that akin to what it was like when uh, when, when when the UFC first started and everyone was getting submitted by uh, was getting was getting submitted by Hanzo Gracie. Yeah. Um, uh, by Hoist Gracie, I mean, because at that point, no one knew what to do with what Hoist was doing. Right, okay. And I think the big thing is, Ronda came into a division where you had uh, a bunch of women who were extremely talented fighters, but who the one gap in women's MMA for years was that a lot of these women didn't start training um, transition grappling, whether it be wrestling, judo, whatever, until they were adults. Right. So, where you had Ronda training since she was two years old, so you have women whose hips hadn't been having that reaction, that reaction ability trained from, a, from childhood. So I'm sorry if you've been if you've been t- taking people down since you were two, and you've been defending takedowns since you were 18 to 24. Yeah, that's a gap that's hard to close. Okay, so listen, before I get tweets, should not have everybody fooled. She's obviously an amazing fighter. However, what I've been saying, we had our, <laughs> we had our mom on the podcast. This fucking Edmund guy. Ugh. The reason she she's if she fights 
Holly again. I'm going to put money on Holly again, not because of Rhonda, but because of this horrible camp. You know, you're up against a boxer who's a 19-time world champion or something like that. Amazing boxing experience. How many rounds of sparring do you think she's had in boxing? Yeah. I mean, what? Let's 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 say give or take a thousand. Uh, um, easy, easy. And you're gonna box her. You're gonna try to beat her in boxing. That is the dumbest. It's like when Randy fought James Tony. Yeah. If you were like stand up and trade with James Tony. Yeah. Have fun with that. Uh, when Randy fought James Tony, Joey Vegas told me he was in Randy's corner. I said, "What's Randy's plan?" Three days before that, he goes low single to a to a, to a low single all day. That's what we're doing all day. Yeah. And that's what he told me. And I was like, oh, "Man, that sounds pretty easy." But okay. And what happened? A low single yep. to an arm triangle. But instead, Rhonda wants to, you know, prove her mom wrong, prove everyone wrong, you know, leave her mom, doesn't trust there, doesn't go to a real camp, goes to an Armenian boxer who is wanted for fraud and this and that, and, and who nobody even can validate any of his credentials as a fighter. Uh, and then this is what happens. I think we also can't discount, you know, I remember watching that fight and the, and within, after the first punch landed, being like, Ronda doesn't look right. And she said afterwards that she was out on her feet after that first punch. That first punch broke her jaw, all that stuff. I think we can't discount what sort of mental changes and game plan changes just evaporated when she, when she ate that first punch. I, I, think, I, I think she was losing that fight. When you she know, ate that first left straight, I, I, yeah, that, I think, was like, "Oh, well, I think the day she walked into that gym, she was losing that fight." You might be right. You know, you could be right. I don't think it's just the, the punch. I think that it's just a matter of like, okay, one girl. You got Greg Jackson, Winkle John. They're, they're, they're studying tapes all day long. They're knowing exactly what this girl's doing. They know exactly how to counter it. They're priming her for this fight. Versus. You can beat Olympian champion boxers. You could be the best boxer in the world. Uh, you're the best. Want to buy a cell phone? I, I mean, when you have that versus, it's just a matter of come on. You know that front foot place. I remember watching that fight. You know, it's, it was an opposite hand fight. Uh, Holly, Holly's a lefty. Ronda's a righty. Yeah. And uh, that front foot placement from Holly every time on the out. You watch her every time she throws that straight left. That front foot steps to the outside of Ronda, and Ronda just her foot was in the raw. Like her her footwork was astoundingly. Holly never bad. leaves her power stand. Like it's yep. an absolute clinic yep. for any girls that are listening or guys who are amateur or whatever. Like Holly really should run. It was it was masterful. Like she double changes her step and goes back. Every single time to her power stance, and she, like she must have had a ticker in her head because every time Rana takes her hitch forward, that's when you see Holly tag her. Like it's 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 beautiful. Like you can't. It's so instinctive just watching Holly wait for her. If you go, I mean, I've watched that fight. Like we had yep. not all watched it like a dozen times. I watched it the first four times in disbelief. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck what happened what happened and i think that's the problem that people have with ronda is that it wasn't that she lost it was the manner in which she lost yeah but also you could you mentally know, mentally mentally as well i mean you, i saw it right during the weigh-ins when she's flipping out on her and saying, yeah and oh, she just wasn't herself Preach i don't know daughter my ass she was scared the fight was in yeah. australia didn't have her mom with her uh, but the training camp was all wrong. I mean, she. I mean, the thing is, she's still sticking with that training camp. Yeah, that's the stubbornness that makes her as I good mean, as she is. I mean, I'm all for loyalty, but I mean, do you just keep him because he's your buddy, and then you start bringing in people, scouring to? Here's the problem: the stubbornness that makes you great sometimes will makes you fucking bad. kill you. Yeah, and you see it with comics all the time. Sure, you see it with well, with actors. You see it with uh, you see it with it. athletes. It's like that's what makes her as good as she is. That stubbornness. However, 
you know, look, fucking OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, watching shit. that. I mean, this fucking the, 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 what made OJ. It, it, it's like that ego. That, that that and I'm not comparing Ronda to OJ Simpson, okay? But uh, <laughs> I don't know Floyd Mayweather. There's a certain arrogance that I almost or even like okay. a, a Tiger Woods, okay? That Tiger Woods of like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do, and I'm gonna work as hard as I can, and I'm gonna do what I can, and I'm gonna date 17 fucking women while I'm married, and I don't because give I a can. fuck because I'm Tiger Woods, uh, and and it's that it's that that arrogance. You know, and that well, it'll be your downfall. Inability to see what other people see, and granted, you could also listen to too many people. You know, yeah, that's a big one too. I mean, you could you could listen to all these. I, I see fighters who they fall apart because they all of a sudden they start getting you know seven different mental coaching and and movement coaching and and this guy and that guy and I mean you know or they get a guy who's a this nutritionist or that guy or. Uh, a weapons specialist in their yeah. fucking corner, you know. So where do you send Ronda then? If you're trying exactly. to fix Ronda, do where do you ta- where do you take her? I send her to TriStar with Faraz. Okay. Uh, yeah. I send her. You can't send her to Jackson's, obviously. I, I would t- I would put her American Top Team. Uh, I would send her to AKA. Any one of those three would be great. Uh, even um, any one of those three would be great. You could even put her with wrestlers. You put her at Team Alpha Male with those fucking monsters. Sure. You know. You still learn how to shoot a double leg, fucking pretty there damn go. good. There you go. You know, um, uh, you know, I would any anywhere except for Glendale Fight Club. You know, I, I put her in my fucking middle school wrestling team. Okay, and I would. And, no, I'm kidding. But but there are there are plenty of places you can go, plenty of places you can go. But I'm not Ronda. And look, man, Ronda's accomplished more than I ever will. She made more money than I ever will. She's in better movies than I ever be in. Uh, well, hopefully not. But but she's she, you, you can't knock success. She had one. I, I think even in home movies, they're better than the movies she's been in. Yeah, she had one bad night. I mean, at work. Epic. Yeah, one bad Epically. night. However, you know, if something fucking, if you make a mistake, sometimes you got to take a step back and be like, look around and go, all right, what do I need to fix? I mean, we've all bombed. We don't. We didn't all do it on Carson. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a big there. there, there, there there's bombing and then there's bombing. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah, no, of course. But if I if I had a comedy coach, and uh, and I bombed horrifically, and and in a way that you did, and she didn't get caught, it wasn't oh, yeah. Gian Vellante versus Tom sure. fucking yeah. Lawler. She got she she, she got, got worked. She got worked, and she got out coached. Yep, out coached. Well, this is what I have a question too. Sometimes you have to like Edmund. Why don't you say like I get he's loyal to her, he loves her, whatever their relationship is ongoing for however long. And you go I. Make the hard call. Walk away from her. I don't think I can give you what you need right now. He needs I the money from her, man. At the top. Oh, have, you, have you talked to an Armenian? Uh, he's not, he's not, he, he's not do, do you want her to win? Is that your, he your does, goal? No, he or wants do, the money more you, than he wants her to win. Th- when do you know? draw your line? He, I mean, he, what is he? Isn't he, isn't he like, isn't there like bankruptcy issues? I think and a whole he bunch thinks of like, he's giving her the right information. <laughs> maybe. maybe whether, but whether he does or he doesn't, he's not going to walk away from her because the pay, the paycheck is too big. But look at his record with her, though. According to him, he's he's eight and zero oh there, know. eight and one. I mean, granted, look at like she had a Baszler with her, with him, zero oh and two. Yep. Jake Ellenberger with him, zero oh and well, two. Well, I hear there's nobody out of that. Justin Duke, zero oh and two. Yeah. No, as as her mom said, he won the lottery when she walked into his gym. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, so he's not going to throw away that mom, ticket. But uh, whatever. Which well, is, you know, uh, what does her mom know? She's only a fucking first ever world champion judoka from America. Yeah. Mom, mm. sit down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love her mom. Yeah. I'm, I'm on team. Uh, Team Anne Marie all day long. Yep. Um, now, is your mom uh, back around her? 
Uh, I'm sure they still talk. I, I mean, mean still yeah, her mom, but, but uh, she hates Edmund, and I think that's that creates a major, major risk. problem. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing if I guess your mom hates your boyfriend. Your mom hates your trainer. That's probably I don't. Is that worse than hating your boyfriend? I mean, maybe. I mean, for Rhonda, maybe specifically. For, yeah, because it's which is bigger in your life, and you and you're getting fucked up by your trainer uh, technically versus if your boyfriend's not actually hitting you or anything. You know, you're not really getting. I, I actually wonder what Tra- like if Travis like has got in her ear at all. Like if he, I it, have that same thing too, and he trained know? with Winkle John before, so he better be showing her the trips, trips, tri- tips, trips. You see his last two fights, yes, Travis. Oh, last three. I mean, yeah, uh, but... against Schaub, uh I don't know. Uh, against uh, Arlovsky, he got destroyed. Yep, and against Mitrione, he kept poked him in the eye yeah. seven times. <laughs> You see that egg? It's fucking, <laughs> it was bigger face. than John Dodson. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. Did you guys know what happened with Mitrione's? Uh, I know he sent in that, that appeal thing. I didn't get to read it because I, uh, I couldn't yeah, download it. I don't know it, what the status of that I think is. it's too early to call. By the way, uh, Decipher. Listen, people. Uh, Decipher has recently raised the bar for management professional sports. The firm represents fighters, assisting with contract negotiations, public relations, managing your fan base, and obtaining sponsorship. Everything you need taken care of while training for your next fight. Not only do they provide next-level comprehensive management support, they allow you to keep more money than any other agent or manager out there while offering one-on-one mental coaching to keep you primed for success. Book Decipher for long-term coaching today. Use the code ROASTED for 10% off. Again, go to di-cipher.com. Use the code ROASTED. As well as tip a fighter. Listen. That we just talked to a guy, uh, Arnold Allen. He spent 20 grand out of his own pocket yeah. so for crazy. a fucking training camp. I mean, what basketball player... Spending twenty thousand dollars play for the Knicks before he even gets to be in a game. All right, and what what if he loses that fight? He, he, and he's out. Okay, we can make a difference. Tip a fighter. You can give money to your favorite fighter through this service. Bubba Jenkins is fighting this Friday night in Bellator. I love Bubba. Okay, great guy. One of my best friends. So tip this dude. Now we are calling a beautiful Belizean. Uh, this picture she put up on her uh, Facebook. Jesus Christ, man. When these girls actually like uh, get done up, I mean, this girl, I mean, she's pretty without getting done up. But this picture, you seen this picture I posted on uh, Twitter? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. She's in this little, like, boots with this little skirt and these great legs. And she's a little tough-ass fighter, this girl. Hello? Hello, Mary and Renell. Yes, this is her. How are you guys? How, how are you doing? Uh, welcome on. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Uh, it's me, uh, Rich, and John. How is, how's everything going? Everything's good. And right now I'm on my break, so I have some time to spend with you guys. I was actually looking forward to it. I'm kind of nervous. No, <laughs> nervous? Don't be nervous. By the way, I looked at your picture last night off Facebook. Hello. Jesus, that is one of the hottest pictures I've seen in my life. What is going on? <laughs> no... You stop. I'm pretty sure you've seen hotter. I don't and know. I don't. I, I. I. I don't think I stopped looking at that picture for the past 15 hours. By the way, I mean it's like it's like my new screensaver. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh my gosh, should I say stalker? <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, so you could say whatever you want, but yeah, no, you look beautiful. By the way, in that picture. I mean, you look beautiful in general, but I'm like, damn. Now, um, you, you just coming off a really tough loss to Ashley Evan Smith. Very very close fight. A lot of people had you winning. Uh, it was close. How are you feeling? Give us your thoughts on that fight. To be honest with you, it's one of the first and only fights I've ever been in where the only place I was sore was the leg that I kicked with. I know she hit me good and good time in the eye, 
and it's it's one of those things that this eye always pops up and gets bruised. But for the most part, I was not sore at all, not tender anywhere. Even the fight with Ash, um, sorry, with Alexis to frenzy, um, my first UFC fight, I was crazy sore after her fight. But after this one, not so much so. Right. No, I I thought it was a close fight. You know, I thought that. Uh... Um, you know, you definitely won the first round. That judge should never be allowed to judge again. The judge who gave her the first round. Um, mm-hmm. The second and third fight, the second round were, were, were closer. Do you feel like you could, that you should have stepped it up a little bit more or went for the finish a little more now looking in like hindsight? I, I do. Um, the, the, the game plan was, you know, come out first round. I tend to come out way more aggressive. So I've been told... You know, use your technique more. Use your technique more. And 2020 being a hindsight, that's that's going out the door. I'm just going to put in the aggression that I need. The second round game plan was to take out her legs, which is what we did. I mean, um, we made it to where she couldn't take a shot. I mean, she didn't even try to take a shot on me. Um, and after coming off of the second round, you know, it was like, you know, how did I do? And my corner was under the impression that, hey, you pulled through on that one. Um, so it was just one of those things that, you know, I I, I blame myself because I know what I'm capable of, and I know that should have never happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was. I mean, I can only imagine it was it was a tough loss. Uh, but you know, I mean, look, you're a girl. You started this very late. You're older than me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, damn, let's go. Let's go. You're a uh, cougar. Um, you're. <laughs> but I mean, you're almost a mountain lion at this point. Uh, but you're a girl. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding I'm just kidding but um but I you love it. I love it. but you tried okay. out for the ultimate fighter and they told you that you were too old uh right. I mean they which is ridiculous they said you're too old and then you come out and they let you in the UFC and you beat that girl Alexis Dufresne who I remember her when she fought Kimi Couture she came in 35 pounds heavier she missed weight for your fight too right right and then and then Dana apologized to you Right. I mean, how good does that you feel? Know, well, you know, it wasn't one of those things that I was searching for, it, but when I think about it now um, and I look at the girls who were on The Ultimate Fighter versus what they're doing now, I'm, I'm kind of actually glad that the dots weren't connected at that time and that it was I was able to wait a little bit longer so I can prove myself because I became more hungry. I became more determined. Um, when you tell me I can't do something, I turn it up. Even more so. It's been one of those things. It's a joke, ongoing joke in my family. You can't make out with me. No. I'm sorry. You can't get a piercing. And I got like 27 piercings at one time. Or no, you can't get a tattoo. And I went crazy on the tattoos. So it's like, if you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to do it. No, that's awesome. I mean, you're you're a tough chick. I mean, we we had uh, Ashley on the show on Monday and she was like, that is one tough bitch. Uh, that's what she said about you. So, uh, uh, but, and she she said nothing but great things about you, by the way. So the, it was just nice. It, it wasn't like a, you know. Right. Um, right. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. I mean, it's it's this is all business, you know. And if you're going to go in there with hard feelings, then what what's the point? We're professionals, and that's how we should act. Right now, um, now you're also you're a full time gym teacher. I am a PE teacher. I'm actually here at work right now. <laughs> wow. Now. Uh, First of all, that's kind of disgusting that like how many people on the Lakers are full-time gym teachers while they're on the Lakers? I mean, you're a professional athlete. You should be yeah. 100% being able to do being a pro athlete. I mean, you're in the UFC. You're 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 what the number 11 ranked girl in the world. Uh, isn't right. that isn't, isn't that kind of mm-hmm. rough? 
You know, see, it's not all I've ever known. Even when I was going to college and I was on a Fulbright scholarship, I had to work and hold down 18 units. This is all I have ever known. And I have a little boy who depends on me, you know, for um, shelter, for food, etc. You know, unfortunately, the USC doesn't cover health care insurance, and I need that for my son. So thinking about it, I mean, if I'm able to do it, I will do it. If at every point it becomes too much for me, then I will back off on something. But um, honestly, if you want something bad enough, there's no excuses. That's why when people give me an excuse, I look at them like with the stupidest look on my face, like, don't talk to me right now because you don't know what my day looks like. Wow. Now, what are the kids that you uh, that, that you uh, teach? Are they all about, all about you fighting and stuff? They love it. They're just, they're so supportive. Their, their parents, even probably more so. I get parents on open house. They want to come and they're like, they want my autograph, you know? Wow. And I think that's so cool. You know, they're super supportive of the community. Um, it's a small community, so everybody pretty much knows everyone. Um, so it, it, it works out. You're like a real life, here comes the boom. Uh, you're like the female. <laughs> I wish they would let me use that for my walkout <laughs> song. I've tried, but they won't. But I love Love here comes the boom. That's what you are. I mean, you're a gym yeah. teacher slash fighter. Now you're a single mom. What what happened there? Um. Well, a long time ago, I'm not single anymore. I have a fiance. We've been together for about nine nine years. This interview is now right. over. All right. No, I'm kidding. Okay, go on. What happened? I was saying the interview's over. I was kidding. All right, oh. go on. No, I'm joking. Uh, joking. Hello. All right. So you have a fiance for nine years. Uh, yeah, we've been together for a while, so he's helped me out a lot. But for the first, for the most part, you know, that's I raised my son. You know what I mean? He looks to me, and and I have to be responsible for him. At the very beginning, it was just him and I. I mean, since the age of I think four years old, he's been inside of a gym, inside of an MMA gym, in some way, shape, or form. Now, why uh, is this guy your fiance for nine years? Where's that ring? Uh, Where is this fiance? Put a ring on it. What what is he waiting for? Um, maybe it's just me. I, I'm kind of jittery when it comes to that kind of thing. It's like, God, oh, that's permanent. Like, I just can't kick you out and be like, be gone. It's just like forever. <laughs> and like the divorce thing is just too much chaos. So it's just probably me, not him. All right. And now what does he do? Um, he's a manager for a tech cashing company. Oh, nice. Well, look at you guys. And uh, he is fighting too. He uh, is fighting too. He's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. He's my main sparring partner he's an amazing wrestler um he, he does not take it easy on me at all but you're a uh, but you're a brown belt under uh luciano so you could probably fuck him up right a black belt oh actually. wow 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 that from i know but yeah i do i love i love to go neon belly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they said they said that your nickname the belizean bruiser was because you went too hard in training and you were hurting guys testicles that's what i read Oh, over and over and over. It's like the thing to do. <laughs> it was never on purpose. And then also my professor, at one point, he was like, I have never bled during a roll except when I roll with you. Like, I make his lip bleed or his nose bleed. And it just it became funny, but I tried my hardest not to hurt him. Wow. Yeah, I think I think you are a born fighter. I, I, and what's crazy is that I, I read that you got into fighting to make money for your kid. I did. I did. I mean... Even though I was a teacher, I was still living paycheck to paycheck. When you have to pay daycare expenses, um, insurance, a car note, rent, etc., I was barely making it. And I was like, man, I'm never going to have any money for his college. You know, and I thought that that's kind of harsh. 
Um, that's my responsibility. I chose to have them. I need to help. I need to do something. Um, so I did two things. I started training to be a fighter, and then I started my own um, photography business. Wow. People, all you strippers out there, get off the pole and get into an MMA class, okay? It's not – you don't need to be stripping. You could punch people, right? Right. And yeah. get away with it. Get paid to punch people. That's uh, the best part. I love it. Now, now you fought Holly Holm. Now, I was at that. I've been at two of your fights, by the way. I was at your fight, your first fight in Vegas. I think I was like one of the three people in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> and then I was at your fight in San Diego against Holly, uh, which was a very close fight. Did you know, did you think Holly was going to beat Ronda? Oh, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I knew it. And I know that seems cliche, but it was one of those things where... I knew about Holly Sticks. I trained Muay Thai. But Rhonda has never been kicked, ever. Like, when in a match has she been kicked? I remember her first fight, she was kicked, ever. Like, it was before UFC. She scooped the leg up so quick, took her down, and armbarred her. So I knew that if Rhonda was going to be taken out, it was going to be with a kick. So Holly versus Misha, who wins? <laughs> well, I think Holly's going to pull out. I think Holly's going to win. But I, I like both of them, but I'm I'm really rooting for Misha. Yeah, me too. I kind of I kind of feel like Misha's like the like Dark like she's always like the chick that never gets the guy in, in like the movie. Like, like she's like the the girl that the guy leaves for the other girl. You know, like she's always like the bad girl. She's like the other uh, the other chick. You know, like she's and she's I just, the Carrie. She's kind of the Carrie of 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 the of the MMA. And I just I'd be like. Like Ronda's the lead, and she's always like the I don't know the also ran. So I, I kind of hope she does finally uh, get her name in the spotlight. And then what's the other girl fight? Amanda Nunez versus oh, oh Shevchenko. Who wins that fight? Oh Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez. I, I actually would like to see Misha and Amanda fight. Ooh. Yeah. I think I think that would be a pretty gnarly fight. Nice. Now, do you think Ronda comes back and uh, same thing happens against Holly? Mm, no, I if don't Holly see that wins. for another year or so. And that's just my, my all-out honesty. I think um, she realizes that she has to do a lot of training. And it's one of those things you have to drill it over and over and over. And then you have to spar. And then you just have to drill it again. And it's just one of those things where she's just going to have to switch it up. And it's going to take a while. Hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So how? So so. What do you do for fun? I mean, you 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 you're a gym teacher. You, you're black belt, Muay Thai fighter. Is there anything you do like to just kind of, you know, you and the girls have like I don't know, girl night or something or naked wrestling? Uh, I like to play paintball. Paintball. <laughs> I like playing paintball. Yeah. Nice. I, look, I like to put bruises on people. So you know, when I can, and I I have to win at everything when I play. Um, that's why losing is so hard for me. But when I play paintball, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to start in five minutes and go. And then right before they say go, I'm pulling off five or six shots on somebody <laughs> just to that reaction. Like, <laughs> you're, okay. you're me. I think it's that Belizean blood. Uh, <laughs> by the way, they, the UFC needs to do it better. I didn't even know that you even spoke English. I, I, I swear to God, I, I thought that you didn't speak English. I was like, they need to do a better job marketing you. Because you're, you're like a, a, a real-life single mom, making ends meet, gym teacher, nice person. But the, what, what's going on? they, they got to market you better. More people need to know your story. Yeah. I need to market myself as well. You know, it's, it's, when, when I look at it, it's my profession. 
right now be a professional fighter and I need to market myself as well. And I don't put myself out there as much on social media like all the rest of the fighters. And that's one of the things I'm trying to work on, hence getting a Snapchat. But my students had to help me set one up because I had no idea what a Snapchat was. So I'm trying to put myself out there more just so that I can draw in more fans, draw in more interest. Yeah, because I feel like people, if they, if they knew your story, plus that picture has got a lot of, I put it up last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. People love that picture, by the way. Jesus Christ. They love uh, that picture. Yeah, pi- I did that actually last year after Alexis's fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you looked at I was like, damn, this is the girl? This is the same girl? Wow. Holy shit. But I've been to Belize, though, and there are a lot of hot girls in Belize. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. Beautiful country. Yeah. And they're a very tight-knit um, community as well. So um, shout-out to all my Belizeans out there, my, my hotheads, because that's what we're known for. <laughs> nice. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Uh, John, our, our, our female new uh, intern, <laughs> any questions for Yeah, uh, who would you like to fight next? Who do you think would be a, your next fight? What's coming up for you? I couldn't hear her. Uh, who do you want to fight next? Um, I would like to fight. I know, is it Raquel and Pennington. Beck about to fight? Raquel and Betch, right? Is that what, Yeah, that's the fight. Yeah. yeah. I like to fight the winner of that. The winner. That All right, we're going we're gonna to call them out on, on, on Twitter. The winner of Betch Absolutely. versus Raquel. Versus you. Yes. I like it. I like yes. it. Well, listen, Marion, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast. You are a sweetheart. Keep up doing the great work. You're doing some great things. And uh, I'm really, really honored that you took the time to be on our show. So thank you. Hey, thank you, guys. Thanks for finally getting in contact with me. Uh, no problem. Great and uh, and great talking to you guys. Uh, Belizean Bruiser, right? As people can follow you? Yes, Belizean Bruiser. All right, take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right. There we go. Yeah. She's a sweetheart. Super cool. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, but no one talks back to her in PE class. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe no one like goes to the bathroom to masturbate in PE class. But like, just those pictures. Are just, I'm kidding. No, but she, uh, she's, she's smoking hot. I remember when I, when, I was in, uh, when I was in high school, my Spanish teacher was so hot. Oh, yeah? And I got her number. And I called her like on like a Friday night, like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she's like, "How'd you get my number?" <laughs> it totally backfired. That, that was the whole story. I remember when I was uh, in a youth football program, the uh, the booster was really really hot, and he gave me showers with soap. Oh god! And next thing you know, now he's in prison, and it's like, our, why is our love being held back? Jerry, call me. You joke about that. There was this guy. Uh, there was a guy in my wrestling, my, my high school wrestling. There was a guy, this doctor that used to come, whose kid went to my high school, like. 20 years ago and he would and he would train with our team it's kind of weird having like a a 60 year old guy 50 year old guy training with the team but everyone was like oh it's a nice guy i need to work out you know i and he was kind of a coach sort of but like sure. not really like official and then uh and then he was like talking to this one kid on my team like they were like hanging out a lot and then one night i, we were, I was in the shower with my friend matt and i had soap on the back of my shoulder and he's like, hey, you, you missed some of that soap. And he comes over and, like, gets the soap off. And I'm looking at my friend Matt like, what the fuck is going on? And then that was it. Like, then we, we left the shower. That was the whole thing. And then he taught you guys what an oil check is. But then he got fired. He got fired for, like, having, like, uh, a weird relationship with the other kid. Like, yeah. yeah, that's... Can't do it. Of course he can't do it. No, but like, you also just, like... I... I, I... I worked in summer camps for a long time. Yeah. And you just have to be super duper. There's... And even like the, there's a thing where about like 
it's not just not being inappropriate. It's also not creating opportunities for the for the like for it to appear inappropriate. Yeah, and that's a big thing. A lot of people don't realize that like the bound the there's a difference in what the boundaries were 40, 50 years ago and what the boundaries are now because people are actually looking for weirdness now. So you might not even be weird and just appear weird, and you can't do that. No, I, it's 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 true. It's even like when I like the first, when I'm coaching wrestling, we have a little girl on the team, who's twelve years old, and I'm like. You know, I want to show her the moves. I'm showing her moves, but I have the other kids show the moves on her. Kind of, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just careful because because yep. it could appear someone's walking by that, like you know, it's like it's just which I, which I, I wish it wasn't that case, but that you're right. You have to be so careful. Yep. Um, but uh, it was one kid. I remember. I remember we had my lacrosse team. There was this this janitor who was really good at lacrosse. So he was helping coach, right? Mr. Spino, that was his name, and. Like six kids on the team, he took to get high with. He got like he smoked pot with like six kids on our high school team. The coach, yeah. So then it, it like came out. Like one of the kids told the faculty, and then the coach ran away. <laughs> like he stopped showing up. Like he quit the job. He just disappeared. I'm like, that's when you know, like it's a hard school when the, the teacher runs away. Yeah, he just ghosted. Yeah, he just ghosted. That's Everyone's so like, crazy. what happened, Mr. Spino? Oh well, oh. it was just it was strange. Oops. Where did you grow up, John? Uh, New York City. New York. Well, where did you go to high school? Uh, St. John's. St. John's in Queens? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Nice. When did you move out to California? Oh, wow. Um, maybe I was about 20. How old are you now? 40. You're 40? Yeah. Damn, man. Yep. Black people, they really don't crack. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I think you're, babies, kids. But you're, you're, do you have any babies yourself, kids? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Do you want kids? Uh, yeah. But. Can you still have kids? Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, when's like the cutoff? Oh, I don't know. It's getting later and later these days. Yeah. It is. My mom right? had my sister had me at thirty six. My sister at forty. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That was like that's the one thing I, I think I, health and life quality. You know, like it's. I once looked up with a girl who was forty seven. We we had sex. And I'm like, I don't think I have to pull out. I don't know if it's possible, but but yeah, it still is possible. You know. Anything is possible. <laughs> yeah. That's my Kevin Garnett impression, guys. You, you, you do any kids? No, no. Uh, we're we're in the yeah we're in the final couple of years of, uh, of figuring that out. So your wife want kids? Yeah, yeah. and you yeah. want kids? I do too. The only I I really do want kids. Like the only, my only thing we're gonna be, probably start having kids fairly soon in the next couple of years. Yeah. That's the cool. only th- I I love everything about my my wife's relationship, other than I wish that there was more of an age gap, just so that I was like hitting closer to forty. How old's your wife? We're both we're both thirty one. We're both the same age. So I wanted to have kids like like 36, 40, like that range. But, you know, for in terms of viability and likelihood yeah. and stuff like that, it's just like now's the time. Yeah. But yeah, I would have liked to wait. But you know what? You know, I'd rather have kids now and not wait than wait and not have them. So nice. There you go. I want to have kids, too. I just I, I, I just don't. It's hard growing up with like my family where like my, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was three. I had a stepmom and there was everyday fighting. I yeah, mean, just, you had a stepmom. Just. just just yeah, just wars every day. And when you grow up with just like hearing nothing but fighting and fighting and fighting, oh yeah, it really makes me scared. To, like I don't want to bring a kid into the world unless I know I'm with the right person. Yep. I feel like a lot of people are just selfish. They're just you know what I want to have a kid, and, and I'll have a kid with and... with the guy who I kind of like or I think I love, and and then the kid grows up knowing that, and you know, who knows? I mean. Look, Andy Dick's kid, Lucas, is like the nicest guy Lucas in the is world. Super cool, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then Lucas I met some cool. great parents who, who just have the shittiest kid in the world. I don't, you know, I think parenting is important, but maybe yeah, there Lucas is, is cool. Of... Dice's kid, Max, is super cool. He does comedy, right? Yeah, he does comedy, and he also has a pretty cool band. He and his brother, he plays drums. Dice has a new show on Showtime. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good. Dice man doing his thing. Dice was the first comic I've ever I've ever liked was Dice. I used to sit home every 
Friday night and watched Def Comedy Jam because I was like 10 at the time and it was big. And I watched Dice every day. And I watched Dice and Def Comedy Jam. Those, that's what my, my first type of uh, foray. Who's your favorite comic? Rock was the original. Yeah. That's the first one for me. Because also, I, w- I was born in 84. So when all of his big specials were coming out, we're right when I was at the age to start having comedy make sense. Yeah. So yeah, then it was like the, he was the biggest guy in the world saying the craziest, most important stuff in the world. So yeah, he was, he was my original. Yeah. He was, he was my original favorite comic. Like as far as like once I understood comedy, but Dice, when he used to like Hickory Dickory Dock, me and my friends who were in sixth sure. grade thought that was the coolest thing ever sure. to have this guy, you know, little boy blue. We needed the money. Oh, it was so ridiculous. Oh, oh. It was so funny. So funny. And then, you know, over the years, Dice was like, you know, in some ways, kind of like like Trump. He was just such a backlash to all the PC things. Sure. Yeah. But then that then that also kind of killed him in some ways because oh, was, well, the MTV thing is what really killed him. You think so? Yeah. That's I mean that that's that's the story is MTV told him don't do these things on our show and he went and did them. And MTV was like Vi- Viacom overall was like yeah you're not appearing on any of our networks ever again. You're banned. Wow. And that was the big that was death the big chef. death knell for him for a while. Wow. It was crazy. Dice was so funny, though. Oh, yeah. Ford Fairlane is still a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> a very underrated movie, Ford Fairlane. So what do you have coming up? Uh, you can see me this weekend hosting The Poison Show up at the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival on Friday night at Spike's Pub at 1130. And then the big show, Wednesday, March 9th, at the Comedy Store Belly Room, Filthy at 10 p.m. with Ari Shafir. And you, John, what do you got coming up? Oh, no appearances. So Create a Twitter all. account. Okay. People oh, can actually follow, follow you. me on Instagram, at Rich Slayton, R-I-C-H-S-L-A-T-O-N. You'll, there's a bunch of weird, fun stuff there. So come check me out there. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night, I will be at the Stratosphere, 10 o'clock. Tickets are 20 bucks unless you email me. Hit me up and I will comp you, okay? But you got to hit me up. So uh, that's where I'm going to be. And then next week, I'm at Level 2 Comedy Club in North Dakota. Uh, next Friday and Saturday, Fargo, North Dakota, to all my fans in Fargo. Uh, North Dakota, Level 2 Comedy Club. Uh, and then I got a bunch of stuff coming up. So I got San Diego coming up. I got yeah, Improv. I got Irvine coming up. All kinds of cool stuff. Little Rock, Arkansas, Calgary, Edmonton, Arizona. Just a really cool comedy tour. So uh, thank you, Jean. Yeah, uh, thank thank you. you, Sideshow Network. Thanks, thank guys. you, Arnold Allen, and uh, thank you, Marianne Renault. What a what a super cool, what a super cool chick. Uh, and also, thank you. Uh, I don't know. Thank you, God. Uh, thank you, God, for uh, allowing. No, uh, listen. Uh, no, really. Thank you, God. Thanks for uh, sure. And every Tuesday night, I'll be at the Dime Bar, Dime Bar Comedy Club, uh, Dime Bar Bar on Fairfax, four forty two or four twenty two. I think it's four forty two North Fairfax in Hollywood, across from Canner's Deli. Uh, listen, Decipher, uh, check out their new audio book. Also, book them for long-term life coaching, mental coaching, negotiations. Use the code ROASTED for 10% off. Tip a fighter. Uh, fighters are underpaid. We just heard about it. We keep hearing about it. We can make a difference. Tipafighter.com. Bubba Jenkins is fighting this Friday. Let's give that dude some money. Uh, Bubba Jenkins, let's reward him for his performance. Bubba Jenkins. And, uh, oh, my new show, April 12th, Living with Funny on the Oxygen Network. Living with Funny on Oxygen, uh, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, one of them. Uh, Oxygen, Living with Funny, watch it. Thank you, guys. Take care.